Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Minister Justin Trudeau. And now the big topic is Russia rejoining the G7. We spend a lot of time talking about Russia at those meetings, and they're not there. I think it would be a good thing if Russia were there, so we can speak directly. Russia has not yet asked to rejoin. That's something that would need to happen before the group takes a vote. Trump also has plans for sit-down, one-on-one meetings with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, Indian Prime Minister Nandera Modi, and Justin Trudeau, where the conversations will focus on trade and national security. This is USA Radio News. This is sponsored by Facebook. Nearly half of all Americans know someone who's affected by opioids. But according to the U.S. Surgeon General, only about a quarter of those with an opioid addiction get the treatment they need. All too often, it is the stigma and underserving shame of opioid addiction that forces people to remain silent rather than seek help. In an effort to address the opioid epidemic and combat this stigma, Facebook, in partnership for Drug-Free Kids and Center on Addiction, created Stop Opioid Silence, a national public awareness campaign aimed at inspiring people to break the silence and share their stories with each other, a medical professional, or family and friends. Marsha Lee Taylor is the Executive Vice President of External and Government Relations at Center on Addiction. Our goal is to help those struggling with opioid addiction understand that they're not alone and that there are ways to find help and support. Visit StopOpioidSilence.org and click Message for Help. Politico is reporting that Donald Trump may have another primary challenger, Joe Walsh. No, not the guitar player from the Eagles, but the conservative radio talk show host and former Illinois congressman is moving toward launching a bid to the White House. Walsh called the president an unfit divider-in-chief and claimed the party is craving an alternative. He also said he's confident he could secure the resources and support to mount a legitimate challenge against the president. And if he does run, he will announce it within the next few days. A judge appointed a special prosecutor to look into why the Chicago State's Attorney's Office abruptly dropped the case against Jesse Smollett, leaving open the possibility the former Empire actor could yet face more charges in what police say was a phony attack on himself that he staged to get attention. Smollett, who is black and gay, maintains he was the target of racist and homophobic attacks in January. But if the special prosecutor, former U.S. Attorney Dan Webb, determines the charges shouldn't have been dropped, he could recommend they be reinstated or new charges be brought. This is USA Radio News. The Harlem Globetrotters bring their all-new fan-powered tour to Las Vegas at Orleans Arena this Sunday at 2 p.m. At a Globetrotters event, you won't just be watching the action, you could be in the middle of it. This year, the games offer even more opportunities for your family to interact with the stars of the team. Get your tickets to the game and the exclusive Magic Pass pre-show event at HarlemGlobetrotters.com. Don't miss the Globetrotters at Orleans Arena this Sunday at 2 p.m. And I want to play a game. You and your group will show up at an undisclosed location and be given a chance at redemption. Las Vegas, now is your moment of truth. The clock is ticking. Let the games begin. For more information, visit SawEscapeRoom.com. Captain. What? There's something big ahead. There's eggs, bacon, pancakes, French toast, some sort of breakfast. That's no breakfast. That's a breakfast from IHOP. What's our course, Captain? Head straight for it. Captain's got an empty tum-tum. Ding-dong. Breakfasts. Order online and save five bucks. The summer heat is almost gone, so it's time to fall into savings with the radio shopping show Fall Marathon. It's all going down September 12th, 13th, and 14th, exclusively on KSHP. Tune in and pick up new businesses, limited seasonal items, special event tickets, and new travel. With so many new businesses and clearance items on sale, we need three days to sell it all. Thursday, September 12th to Saturday, September 14th, for the radio shopping show Fall Marathon on your home for living large for less in Las Vegas, KSHP AM 1400. The thoughts and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily represent those of station staff, management, and advertisers. 
Sports fans, you know the sports news. In a minute, you're going to hear the sports angle with your host, Rocco Kelly, on KSHP, 1400 AM in Las Vegas. For streaming options, go to KSHP.com. Now, turn up the volume and listen to Rocco Kelly and the sports angle. On KSHP 1400. Welcome to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Everyone who's listening on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and KSHP 1400 AM in Las Vegas. Or you can stream the show live on thesportsangle.com, where you can also... Get information on our past and future guests, and all the information you need about the show. The NFL preseason, it's going on, but unless it's in Canada, no one's really caring about any of the games anyway. I I, I mean, John, am I right? You're right. I mean, outside of a 80-yard field, which would make... Field goal kicking way a lot more entertaining out there in Canada. Being a witch. Way a lot more. <laughs> yes, anyway. Being a witch, that double joint. Uh, yes. Would that happen on that Canadian field? That's a question I think would be good for another time. You know, that double Let's joint. save it for another time. Let's save it for another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you're just eating their Baskin Robbins. I'm, <laughs> I'm super jealous as we speak. That's right. Uh, I finally got my ice cream. Yes. You go to the casino. In the sports books, you look at the odds of all these teams, the divisions, the Super Bowl, who's going to win the Super Bowl, who's going to make the Super Bowl. It's, in, it's interesting to me how these odds fluctuate. They go up, they go down, they go side by side. They always are not... They do the hokey pokey. <laughs> and then they spin themselves around. <laughs> I've got the odds today from a lot of these casinos <laughs> and it's intriguing how ever since August like since August was when they made the opening when they had all of this stuff come out we're in August no early August is right right yeah. now teams have making a big change in terms of the odds and I wanted to ask John and I wanted to ask Sal who are both in the studio right now the reason why that is why is it that it's always fluctuating and these Teams, their odds are never staying the same. John, I'm going to start with you. Um, it could be many reasons. Uh, the injury report, um, practices. Um, a lot of people that make those odds show up to practices, watch the games, watch the practices, see how they're playing, look at the defense, look at the offense. And they kind of compare them to the other teams. A lot of people are scouting not just because of the football game itself. They're scouting for the in the odds of Las Vegas, and, and it's a, it's big business. But within the span of a month, or could we say around less than a month, you've had teams like the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've gone up in the odds from a month ago. Well, what really changed with that team? It wasn't Antonio Brown. He had already left by then. So what is the big difference? That caused the Pittsburgh Steelers to go up. All right, guys. Let, here, let me shed some light on this. South the, and Sportser. Yes! So the fact is, we have odds that come out right after the Super Bowl, first of all. To win the Super Bowl next year. Whatever, whatever, right? And then all the other odds follow it. The divisional odds. Who's going to lead the league in rushing and receiving yards and th- th- all that crap, right? So now, in the last month, we'll, we'll go from August 1st to today. Now, remember, we're in the preseason right now. Now, what happens at the end of August, Labor Day? So, think, why, am I, why am I saying this? The first game of the week, or first game of the season is coming up after the first, right? But all the vacationers that are coming in are going to dump all their money. Watch the big shift in the money in the last couple days of the month. Because remember, as everybody comes into Las Vegas, what do they do? They come in here, I want to bet on my team. They're 95 to 1. I want to win the Super Bowl, whatever. All right, so now you're going to see a lot of weirdness go on in the odds. But what you'll see is by opening kickoff on opening opening night, right? I think it's the Bears and Packers, if I'm not mistaken, on a Thursday night. the Bears and the Packers, yes. Right. All right, so what will happen is by the time that happens, 
you compare the odds from right after the Super Bowl to the first kickoff. And you're going to see a lot of consistency. There's a lot of play in the numbers right now. Part of it is injury. Part of it is trades and crap like that. Except for the Cleveland Browns, of course. You know, the Browns, they've, they've done a lot to help their club. So the, the Browns are actually going to be uh, probably one of those 9.5, 10-win type of games. Or 10-win mm-hmm. teams. But what you're seeing is all the fluctuation from vacation money and the rumor money. Mm-hmm. The rumor mill money. Because remember, as soon as the teams kick off, Basically, order has been restored, and we get back to normal, right or wrong. You're right. The Steelers, and since you uh, were a former player of the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers were 8-5 to five a month and a half ago. Now they're 3-2 to two odds to win the division. And what is the money? What is the difference? Five? What is the difference between 8-5 to five and 3-2? and 3-2 three to two. Three to two is 2.5-1. Two 8-5... to one. Eight to five, is almost what? That's almost two to one, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. From a money so, movement side, or from a money movement side, what they're saying is other teams in the division have made a little bit better strides in their training camp, and we've seen what's gone on on the field for the first couple of weeks mm-hmm. of, of I was going to say spring training of football. You know, with the football camps when they open up, mm-hmm. so the odds makers are saying, okay, we're seeing more money go on the Cleveland Browns. The Pittsburgh Steelers' odds are going to increase more money on the Cleveland Browns. The odds are going to go down, right? Less rate of return for your money. Mm-hmm. That's what you're seeing. And also, there's some fluctuation with the other clubs in the division as well. That's why the Steelers have gone up just a little bit, but not much. The key teams in the NFL, we know about New England, we know about New Orleans, Chicago with that NFC North. Yep. How? Holy cow is correct. These are the key teams to you. No, every team in the NFL is a key team. Because remember, as one team, even the worst team, like we'll call them the the Cincinnati Bungles, right? Mm -hmm. As the Bungles get money, what happens? Their odds come down. Mm -hmm. Some people will say, wow, they're at what, 90 to 1? Let's go ahead and bet $100 on them. Well, the slightest amount of money that goes on the teams that are the longest shots will move the line. There's something called Watch the Money. Yeah. Folks, check out placeyourbet.vegas. That's what they do. This is about watching money, watching the flow of money, and not necessarily listening to injury reports and crap like that because Place Your Bet uses money moving to determine its picks, not rumor mill or whatever's happening in training camp. Yeah. What I was getting to... This motivation. What I was getting to is that the money movement side from the top teams, like I was going to mention, and then you have the long shots, the underdogs. That you put money down, and if they win, you're going to make your money back, and then a lot more. And, and now, this, how does the money movement side play there, South? Just like with the Vegas Golden Knights in their first season, right? And that's a perfect example. Nobody expected them to do jack, mm-hmm. right? We won't even say the next word. Point is, what happened? You had chemistry, instant chemistry. And now this team that was the longest of long shots, holy crap, now they're in the playoffs. Just to make the playoffs. Some people won 500 to 1 on that, right? And then, what do you know? Take another sip of the, of the Kool-Aid. Guess what? Now they're in the Stanley Cup Finals. And they win the first game in the Stanley Cup Finals. And now the reality is, hey, this team is good enough. But remember, what Washington did in the Cup Finals is they forced all their offensive play, being the Golden Knights, to outside the, the, uh, the, the dots, Right, They jam the middle and force them to take bad angle shots. Point being, if you look at the money, the way it went on there, all that early money, oh, it's my home team, I'm going to bet $100, whatever. Right. This is exactly what happened. I know a guy that made $150,000 off them just making the playoffs. Just making the playoffs. That's crazy. My point is, the money movement is everything. So whether it's the long shots or the favorites, it doesn't matter. Because remember, it's money distribution. That's mm-hmm. what this is. Go to the sports book and talk to the manager of the sports book, whoever sets the line, and they'll tell you, we watch the money. Period. They don't give a damn about injuries. It's the money that dictates the line. Final thought, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it was good what he was saying, though. He was saying basically... As low as they are when they first started out, the Golden Knights, 
you could see once they started winning how the money actually fluctuated and went to the other side. And you're going to have that same uh, you're going to have that same situation take place. Um, you're going to basically have that same t- situation take place in the NFL right now with the Cleveland Browns. Everybody is. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. Rooting for the Cleveland Browns because before the season even started, they were the underdog. Now they're not the underdog because they've won the games. Exactly. They are nine and seventeen. Yes. And speaking of which, they are their projected win total is nine exactly. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen when if they lose a game though? What's going to happen when they lose two in a row or one in a row? I was going to say, is that money going gonna... to fluctuate? Okay, one game isn't going to make that dramatic of a shift. But if they start losing two, three in a row, or if what they always love to do in Cleveland, lose three out of five, <laughs> then that will make a situation happen where the money movement will change. Look, the most I think the most important part about this is the the dynamic on the Cleveland Browns is that you have so many mouths and personalities in a small market. Mm-hmm. They're all going to be fighting for those extra cameras. Now, you know what's going to happen. Now, you're going to have Mayfield fight with this one, fight with that one, and it's going to turn into the Raiders all over again. Yeah. Right? And so just when you think that they're going to play a very good season, maybe have that 11-5 and five type of record, well, guess what? Now you're going to have, they're going to have two, three, four losses in a row. Everyone's going to be pointing fingers. You didn't do this. You didn't do that. Yeah. And now they're talking the to the media, is, and they're talking to the media about their teammates mm-hmm. instead of right to them directly. You know, off camera, off site, whatever. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that if you said that. I wish they if they would have somebody who actually would actually bring that up in the locker room. That'll probably put a halt to that if they can stay stick together. Because if you if you notice teams such as like the San Francisco 49ers when they had Jerry Rice and John Taylor and all those people like that on the team that were just superstars, at the same time they all had chemistry and they stick together no matter what. It was pretty much an amazing team and they did it for years and years and years. If you can get somebody in the locker room that can bring everybody together such as that and, and actually bring up that point you were just bringing, Sal, that'll be an amazing squad. Cleveland Brown may, may be able to be contenders for years to come. The problem with what you are saying is that you have to have a coach who has to be able to control the personalities. As with Phil Jackson with the Chicago Bulls back in the 90s. You think Freddie's not the guy? Freddie is putting his foot down right from the get-go. Well, we don't know yet. I think the players are going to disrespect Freddie, quite honestly. I think they're going to turn on him. And that's why you're not going to have 11, maybe 12 wins in Cleveland. You're probably going to have nine because they're going to not listen to Freddie. They're Mm -hmm. going to say, hey, Freddie, you know what? I'm holding up my middle finger to you. Have a nice day. Well, we don't know yet. We haven't seen him for an entire season to see if he can control the personalities. If he does... Cleveland is a team you have to watch out for. Yeah. If he can control his personalities like Bill Jackson did in Chicago. Yeah. But Freddie but- already, already lost the, the locker room. You know why? Because Freddie went to the media and said, I'm going to fire anybody that does X, Y, and Z instead of going to his team. Yeah. Freddie lost the locker room in the first week. Right or wrong, football uh, you, player? Yeah. Yeah, you're you're right. That's what I was just about to say. He doesn't have a do, do you think that he has a supporting cast member behind him like Phil Jackson had with a leader that's willing to step up as a uh, as a player coach? Cuz a lot of people that have those teams that have that chemistry like the Patriots when they first started out, they had player coaches that stepped up that actually was on the field and off the field like the Baltimore Ravens. Like when when that guy came in the locker room, everybody shut up. Okay, so who could be a player coach in Cleveland that you could identify right now? Because it's going to be hard to tell I, I, who I is think, a player coach I think, for the Browns. I think one of those two wide receivers has to step up and, and, and get out of that limelight and step up. If one of those guys do, does it, one of those two, um, it would be a great the team will be great, but if if they if they stay in that media and they stay in those ESPNs and they stay in those and and all all across the the media like that, it's gonna it's gonna ruin that chemistry. I want to see a team. defensive player step up. I don't want to see any of these big mouths on the offensive side of the ball. 
Because guess what? It's going to take defense to stop the other club in the first place, right? Yeah, you're right. You see a defensive player step up, like Khalil Mack, one of those guys, or one of those older monsters on the Bears, for example. Those guys step up. Everyone's going to listen. Yeah, you're right. Right. You get Hicks, whoever, whatever. You get these behemoths of human. They're they're way bigger, and they control the tempo of the club. We were just talking about Strahan. Right. They control the tempo of the club, period. Mm -hmm. Because, let's face it, the defense is out there too long. What's going to happen? They're gonna they're gonna start. The wheels come off, yeah. just like that. Yeah. I want you to think about this. We're talking about Freddie and how he's already lost the locker room in Cleveland. But who is a coach right now that's in the NFL that was like Phil Jackson that controls the personalities and he Bill does Belichick. it well? John Gruden. John Gruden, Belichick. I mean, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you said Belichick, and that is a fair point, Sal. But John Gruden, I want you to elaborate on that. Uh, that guy controls. He controls That's his funny, locker room. Man. That he, dude looks at you and you stand in line. Exactly. As soon as that lip pokes out, I'll probably sit down. So can <laughs> he control the locker room in Oakland? Is that what you're going to get to here? Yes, I am going to get to that. I think he will control that locker room. He's going to control it very well. And you know something? A lot of people are saying when the Oakland Raiders come here in Las Vegas, I even said it out, and I said it jokingly, but you know what? I got. I have to say just from personal experiences, um, coming out here with, uh, to Las Vegas and you know having it right in your face like this, everything that you ever wanted or you dream of when you're in California, like, oh, we're going to go to Vegas and we're going to turn up. We're going to have a weekend. When you're here and you're here doing this every single day, trust me, as, when you have no time on your hand, and that's what John Gruden is going to do, those guys aren't going to have any time to be going to the strip. They ain't going to have any time to do any of that stuff because he's going to definitely make sure that they're studying and doing what they need to do on the field. That's why it's called Vegas Fever. With the Vegas Golden Knights, we saw this time and time again. Teams would come here to Las Vegas. They would have their father's trip, and all of them, they'd be calm and relaxed but they wouldn't focus on what the main issue is. Yeah, they'd come in lethargic. They'd come in glazed over, glassy-eyed from the night before, just getting their asses kicked to the casino and where else they're at. Yeah, because they lose their focus. They come here to Vegas. That's the Vegas fever. We want everyone to come to Vegas, lose your ass, and then get the hell out of town. Oh, by the way, leave your money here and then go. And Mm -hmm. that is what the Las Vegas Raiders is going to depend on. I think the Vegas Raiders are not the Las Vegas Raiders. Is it the Las Vegas Raiders or the Vegas Raiders? the Vegas Vegas Raiders. Raiders. And, folks, if you want to buy VegasRaiders.Vegas, make sure you hit up Sal the Bookmaker and also VegasRaiders.us. What about LV LV Raiders? No. No. It's either going to be Vegas or it's going to be Las Vegas. Vegas. What about the Sin City Raiders? That's catchy. What about eat your ice cream? <laughs> eat your Baskin Robbins, by the way. You always <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but, 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 yeah, go ahead. We're going to go to commercial break here on the Sports Angle. We will be back. small business owner or pursuing the dream of starting your own company? Do you know where to start or how to grow that existing business? The American Business Trust Company has the answers you need. The American Business Trust Company can help you start up with capital, business strategy, sales, and marketing, and establish your company with a physical location or an online presence on the internet. You decide. You bring the idea. Then American Business Trust can help with the rest. For a free evaluation, visit them online at abtrustco.com. That's abtrustco.com. Or call them at 657-600-1876. That's American Business Trust Company, 657-600-1876. Call them today. They'll help your business right away. That's American Business Trust Company. Online at abtrustco.com. American Business Trust Company. So, you want to be in show business. Do people tell you that you're really funny, you have a great personality, and you should have your own talk show? Many of us have been told that, but we don't know how to get started. It's easier than you think. Let the pros at Cali Vegas give you a free talent evaluation. Call 949 445 
1-800-227-1119 and learn how quickly you can create, produce, and host your very own talk show. Imagine not having to sit in traffic every day, commuting back and forth to the same old boring job. Get started in television or radio today with your free talent evaluation from Cali Vegas. Call 949-445-1119 or visit them online at calivegas.com. Make your dream come true today and create your new career and learn how to become a television or radio star with the help of Cali Vegas. 949-445-1119. Call now. Do you have any questions about legal issues? Have you ever been stopped by a police officer and issued a ticket that you're scared to deal with? Have you ever been in trouble with the law and don't know what to do? Do you have a will or power of attorney question? Is your home being foreclosed upon and you don't know where to turn? Maybe you were given a contract that you don't understand. For freedom and a worry-free solution, call for Legal Shield today at 213-245-1305. It's that simple. You will have access to high-quality law firms that will fight for you for less than a dollar a day. Peace of mind is just a call away. That's for Legal Shield. Call 213-245-1305 or visit us at nocourt.us. It's justice for all and not justice for some. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. Attention business owners, you and your customers are listening to this commercial right now. Face it, every business needs customers, even yours. The Sports Circus is a primetime nationally syndicated program that's carried on ABC, NBC, CNBC, and Westwood One News affiliates, plus CBS, Fox, and NBC sports affiliates across North America with coverage from Hawaii to New York. Also, the Sports Circus is available to the 180 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, and the Sports Circus gets about 4 million website visitors per month, which could click through your website and bring sales. The Sports Circus provides great content featuring celebrity guests from sports and entertainment to our audience every weekday, which your company could greatly benefit from by increasing your visibility, foot traffic, eyeballs to your website, and calls from potential customers. Call us right now at 702-799-9935. Again, 702-799-9935. Or email us at info at thesportscircus.com. That's info at thesportscircus.com. Drive your sales today by advertising with the Sports Circus. Welcome back to The Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. And let's get back into it. I have Sal from The Sports Circus. And I have John Tippins, former running back from Washington State and Baltimore Ravens, here in the studio as well. The financial side of sports. It is a topic that most people either don't want to talk about or they're too afraid to talk about the financial aspect of the game. And since I have a former running back in the studio, I wanted to ask you, the offseason, or when they're going into training camp, when you're not playing, it doesn't matter if it's college football or NFL, how do a player, how does a player handle their financing? How do they plan out? Okay, I'm going to save this much here. I'm going to spend X here, 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 here. I want you to explain that aspect of the game. But uh, d- depending on the individual itself, uh, the individual itself, you your background. It really depends on your background. If you if you come from 
a responsible household and you're actually responsible individual and you're actually know how to handle your finances before you get any type of money then you'll be able to be fine but if you never had any money and you've always come from a poor background most people that play football a lot of inner city kids a lot of poor backgrounds not a lot of education when it comes to finances not a lot of people take business when they go and major into you know when they're in school so when you actually go into a situation like that and you're especially in the nfl the first things that's on your mind, at least from what I witnessed, was everybody was going to buy a car. That was the first thing that they right, did. Right, they buy those expensive cars. Signing and- bonus day, they took their check, went and cashed it, or put it in their bank, and they went to go get a car. Most pe- Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your filtry air filters today at filtry.com. Let's clear the air. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. People before they even got their signing bonus in check form already were, you know, taking out loans on off of their, uh, you know, their money before they even got it. So, I mean, a lot of times I, we were just having this conversation the other day with uh, a billionaire and uh, Sal here. We were talking about, you know, a business class needs to be implemented not only in while you're in college maybe needs to start especially if you're playing football your senior year in high school going into college maybe and then transferring over into the nfl because you need to have that education especially the background that you're coming from you need to start learning how to be responsible with your money because a lot of these guys are going into situations not knowing how to kind of you know manage their money and then when you know their career is over What's left? A lot of people don't realize you can't do one thing forever. I mean, you can't even, I mean, you, you're not promised tomorrow. So how are you thinking you're promised to make a paycheck for the rest of your life and not actually invest your money and just spend it on everything? And that being said, when you have that type of amounts of money, I mean, it's one thing to just come and be poor, poor and broke and you can't really save any money, but you have millions and millions upon millions of dollars and you're just every day just blown. I mean, the first thing you go buy is a car. The first thing I did when I was in the NFL, the first check that I got, I went, I stayed in my hotel room while everybody else went out and partied and spent their money. And I talked to my girl that was actually back home. And that's what I did and talked to my, my brother too as well. Okay, in the music industry, they have what they call an advance, where they can get an advance on the record or the album. Is the NFL similar to that? I know they have the signing bonus, but do they have advances in the NFL? Oh, yeah, definitely. It depends on what sport agency you're in. Your sports agent or your sports management company that you're working with can give you advances. Uh, there's there's places that actually loan you money. It's called hard cash. They'll, learn, they'll loan it to you knowing that they're going to get it back. The interest rates are through the roof, but you can get the money. There's some places that even buy you a car and give it to you before you even go into the NFL. It's pretty crazy. But, um, you know, pretty much when it comes to advances, I mean, I I, I didn't do any of that stuff. I, I went straight to the NFL, um, just saw where I was going to go and how it was going to happen and how it was going to take place because I had a brother that kind of guided me through. He said, it's not promised. And, you know, if you need any money, ask me for it. Okay. You were talking about the cars and how when you get that first signing bonus, all they want to do is they want to go out and get a car. They want to get the most exotic, expensive car that they can think of. That's going to impress the ladies. It's going to impress everybody that they know, right? Yeah. Okay. The problem, and I want you to think about this. The problem is that they don't just get one car. They go out and they get five cars or they get ten or they go get a ten-car garage and they get every model and make they can think of what what the problem is with when it comes to that and the money and the nfl and the flashy stuff 
is like I said, most most individuals don't come from anything. So the most that they think that, you know, material things are what makes you wealthy and makes you feel good about yourself. When that's not the case, when you live outside of your means, you're going to end up being poor and broke. I mean, that's just how it is. It doesn't matter unless you have residual income and it's not just residual income, residual wealth. If you don't have residual wealth, then you can't go out and buy 10 cars. You can't go buy a hundred and fifty thousand dollar chain because you're going to be broke. I don't care how many albums you're selling when you're in the music industry or how many touchdowns you're making. You're not making the amount of money that those owners are making. So you can't go out and buy stuff like that. If you can't live, if you want to live outside of your means and make it all flashy and walk around with a fifteen hundred dollar shirt, why? When you're only making $2 million a year, $3 million a year, you got to think about that. Do you think when the owners are walking up to practice, they have a $1,500 shirt on? I doubt it. They have sandals and some shorts on dressed like Sal here right now. Living beyond their means. You have said that multiple times now. It's a reoccurring theme. 60% of NBA players go, go broke after three years of leaving the league. 70% of NFL players after five years declare bankruptcy. Is living beyond their means the main reason for that? Because you think with all the millions that these players get over their career, they wouldn't be going into bankruptcy three to five years after they leave the game. Yeah, because they want to look they want to look apart, you know. And, and that's one thing I can I, I can honestly say, um, you know, with the the uh, the African American community. You know, we've always want to look flashy. We want the spinners. We want the diamonds. We want all this this stuff that makes us visually look like we have a lot. And the gold teeth and the gold fronts. Actually, that's not the case. I would definitely want to now now that I'm you know older and I've already been through that situation and I'm I'm broke and I'm poor now. Thinking about it. From a realistic stand, standpoint, I would rather invest my money into education and educating those that are coming up and coming through instead of investing my money in myself and also investing my money into things that actually don't matter anymore in life. I mean, what if, you know, I'm going to go spend $150,000 on a chain when I could take $150,000 and educate some of the guys that are actually in rookie camp. We were just talking about this the other day with uh, Ray Lewis would come his first day to rookie camp when everybody else would be at home. You know, rookie camp, we had a veteran there running beside. You know, when I ran my 12-mile, 12-minute, 12-mile run, uh, Ray Lewis was standing right next to me, you know, helping me through the run and running with me. And I, and I, and that's the stuff that I remember when I was at camp. And I remember some of those guys like Peter Bower and Ed Reed, they were all there, Jamal Lewis, Chester Taylor. Those guys were all there beside me, helping me out through rookie camp. Not too many people do that on these teams. A lot of these people are, are complaining about money during rookie camp. In sports, they have financial advisors. They have people who are supposed to help these players with their financing. But as those statistics and as what your story just said, it is rarely ever seen it actually happens. It actually, it, it took place at Baltimore, but uh, nobody listened. Um, I think that, you know, if, if we would have had a different financial advisor, somebody who demanded the room, um, when he walked in, he actually walked in and, uh, you know, he was he seemed like he was very timid. He looked like he was his first week on the job. But if he would have came in there and just, you know, were, was somebody who actually maybe a financial advisor who actually played the game of football walked in there and somebody who actually has been through a, a situation like that. Or maybe even somebody on the team, because there's a lot of these guys that actually are smarter nowadays coming up that were actually old-time players that are financial advisors, that are real estate owners now, that are businessmen, actually come back and give back to the team. And actually, there's probably some out there that actually are doing it, but telling these young guys that are coming up, look, I was in your shoes. This is what you need to do, or this is some advice I can give you. Because a lot of these guys are getting their money, and they're just spending it and blowing it with no investment and there's no investment opportunities. It's just a lot of people need to get educated. The NFL actually has a program in place just for 
rookies. Uh, Herm Edwards. He holds a rookie seminar. It's a couple hours long. But he holds a seminar for the rookies of the NFL that teaches them the financial aspect of the game. Should there be more programs like that? Should there be veterans and old-timers that join up together and help out the current players of the game? Well, yeah, I think there should be more players and more programs. Um, I don't know the the gist of it, but I've actually been watching on ESPN and some of the news. You always funny, uh, by the way. Okay. And other players, too. Um, kind of talking about it, but you know, Jay Z has implemented the and, and came through the uh, market. He's a music mogul, but he's talking about trying to actually help out the NFL and try to educate some of these players in the business aspect of it, and also what's happening when it comes to some of the other aspects. You know, the politics of the NFL, and you know, some of the history behind you know the kneeling and all that stuff. But I don't know the end game on that situation but as i'm looking at it i mean the idea of a lot of these 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 uh individuals coming into the nfl and giving back and trying to make it a better organization i mean i'm all for that you know to educate these young guys to to actually educate them to be able to have residual income because there's too many people actually going into these i mean in nba nfl that are having this tons of money like that that needs to kind of definitely uh be educated the point and the angle that i am getting to through all of this is that the nfl and the collective bargaining agreement could lead to a potential lockout in the NFL. Could be a year away, could be two years away. My angle I want to get to, and I want people to think about this, when this lockout happens, how are these players going to be able to not live among their means when they're not collecting their paychecks during the lockout? Wow. Um, That's easy. That's easy, because you know what? If they're smart enough to to surround (laughs) themselves, stop eating your ice cream into the microphone! If they're smart enough to surround themselves with people that really know how to invest and or will train them for real. Problem is there's too many people out there that can get burnt. And let's just take a perfect example. Like uh, what you were talking about, John, with the big gold chains and crap like that. All right, so Terrell Owens, a perfect example of that. Terrell went bankrupt trying to keep up with the veterans when he was a younger guy. Right, He ends up filing bankruptcy in 2012, whatever the hell it was point is you take yourself from a big pot of gold remember you got your agent fees you got your taxes whatever you make 10 million dollars your agent's going to take 20 percent right at the top maybe 25 percent it depends what it is maybe even 30 percent and then oh by the way then you got tax money you got to pay so out of that 10 million maybe you're down to 7.5 and then uncle sam's going to take at least half of that money at least half that money now you're talking about what 3.75 million out of that 3.75 million now that's spread over maybe three or four years so mm-hmm. now you're down to less than a million bucks a year all right yeah. and if you really want to do the math behind it we have 52 weeks in a year right and 20,000 bucks a year is basically or 20,000 bucks uh month uh, a week oh sorry week, 20, yeah. let's, let's do the math okay all right so let's just say that's uh one million four hundred or one million forty thousand okay so that million dollars, that's your clear. You're making 20 Gs. Now, if you're buying gold chains for 100,000, yeah. 50,000 cars, 50, 100, 300,000 bucks, guess what? You're broke as hell before you even had kickoff for the yeah. first year. All right? And so now the old, I'm going to compare this to the old guys. Now, I know some of the old guys from the old Hall of Famers. I'll take a guy. Here's an example. So old, old Green Bay Packers, uh, Mr. Mr. Robinson. Okay, so, so uh, Robinson is a Green Bay Packer Hall of Famer. And what they did, now trip on this. So Green Bay every year, they take the old veterans, the old all, or, uh, all pros and so forth, and they pair them up with the newer guys to help the newer guys get a better frame of mind, right? And so uh, what ended up happening, they ended up pairing him up with Donald Driver. I remember the story. This this will never never leave my head. Dave Robinson. And so Dave goes, he goes, yeah, man, I just had a I just had a dinner back in Green Bay with you know some of the not so older guys because us older guys that played in the 60s and 70s and and dave's a hall of famer right and so what ended up happening is that 
Donald goes to Dave, he goes, you know, hey, you're one of those guys that you guys had to work in the off season. He goes, yeah, you know, they only paid us maybe thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars a year. They didn't pay us much, so we had to go work in the off season. And so Donald Driver, being the arrogant jerk off that he is, he goes, well, hell, I got that in my pocket right now. Are you kidding me? You're saying that to an NFL, a pro football Hall of Famer. I got that in my pocket right now. See? And what is Dave being as nice as they come? It's been nice to meet you, whatever. And the guy took off. Would you stick around, John, if somebody pulled that crap with you? Let me, I'm going to tell you why I'm telling you this. I'll answer the question afterwards. So guys like Dave, and they went and, and they had regular lives. And if they didn't make a bunch of money in the off season, they would have to go to the front office. And so, for example, they'd go to Coach Lombardi and say, hey, Coach, you know, I'm, I'm a few thousand dollars short. Can you help us out? Can you get the ownership to help us out? And so uh, Vince Lombardi would go in and say, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. We can help you out. And so what they would do is they'd take an advance, like uh, Rocco, you were talking about earlier. They would take a few thousand dollar advance off of their next year's salary. And the problem is some guys would go in and take advance, advance, advance until they're actually in the negative. So they basically become a slave for the system because not because the system made them that. It's because of their spending habits. They didn't spend their money properly. Now imagine if those guys went out on strike. The pre-93 collective bargaining guys, they didn't make jack. Mm -hmm. And everybody says, well, hey, you're a pro football Hall of Famer. Well, guess what? Nobody's doing jack crap for them. And those are the guys that made the game great. Those are the ones that really matter. Because if it wasn't for those guys, these clowns today playing flag football, really football, they're not hitting nobody. Guess what? They wouldn't even have a game today if it wasn't for them. Respect your elders, right. Right. But the fact is... If you look at the money flow and the education, they didn't have a bunch of that, but they had common sense because they didn't make a bunch of money. Yeah. They had to do the right thing. Now they got so much money, they're blowing it like wildfire. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. Yeah. And so, Rocco, your angle on the old guys versus the new guys is what I want to hear. The old guys' ability to manage their money versus the new guys' inability to manage money. That's what I want to hear from you. Yeah, It's about... It's about learning from the people that were that were before you. I mean, the older generation of the NFL, like you said, they had to work during the off discipline. Season. They had All discipline. About discipline, and they also had this one word that the new generation forgot about: accountability, and respect. Oh, that too. No, you gotta. You have to pay. You have to pay homage to to those that came before you because they laid the groundwork. They laid the bricks. They laid the brick work for you to actually be able to step over it and step on it. And if you're not willing to, to pay homage to those that were great before you and that actually paved the way for the Hall of Fame, paved the way for you to have better helmets, paved the way for you to actually have more money and actually a better foundation and a player's association, better uniforms, uh, better just respect from the fans, from your owner, rules and regulations if you're not paving the way for that and you're just running out here with gold chains on you're just you're just making a mockery of the of the of the sport and you're making a mockery of of history that actually has been taking place before you were even born or scratching in your daddy's pants <laughs> but that's true it's true it's right. every, every bit of that is true and let's face it if you're not spending the time to think about the path how the hell did we get here in the first place now, you go way back to the very beginning of football. We have to think about who put it together, why it was put together. It was put together for entertainment purposes, and the boys put it together. Mm-hmm. All the games were fixed because that's what they did. It was for entertainment purposes. We're seeing another version of that today. It's just a higher-priced version. The same, the same games are fixed. It's all the same crap, mm-hmm. right? It's just That's why you see the money flow going here and there. You already know who wins the game, and even a Super Bowl was the same way. Mm-hmm. If you saw the, the line swing from the moment that the game went off. The line went off. You already knew who was going to win. But my point is with this, my point is if you looked at the money, you already knew who was going to win. But remember, it's for entertainment purposes only. These guys aren't hitting out there. They don't want to hit. You know why? Because they don't want to be injured and lose this contract, as the finger quotes go in the air. They don't want to lose the contract with the mad money so they can get their big gold chains or their big expensive cars. We've been talking about the old versus the new. And earlier on, I asked you about all the programs that the Hall of Famer, John Tippins, 
former running back, Baltimore Ravens, and Washington State. I talked to you about how people like Herm Edwards has this program for this rookie seminar, and you have these Hall of Famers who are financial advisors who help these young guys. But let's flip the script. What are the new guys doing to help the people that came before them? Should the new players of the NFL, this newer generation, what can they do to help the people who came before them? John. First of all, stop taking so much and giving back so little. That's what you need to do. Uh, they take, they're taking a lot from the game, and they're, they're, they're not paying homage to those that came before them. And they're making a mockery of the sport because they're not actually – if it's one thing to be righteous and walk out there and, and kneel down on a knee and do all this, I'm all for that, you know, and, and respecting, you know, the game in a, in a, in a way where it's actually uh, you're, you're, you're bringing in some politics within the game. But don't just do that just to get a bigger paycheck so you can go buy more Bentleys. Do it because you actually care about the individuals that actually went through the stuff that you didn't even go through. I mean, that's like me sitting around here complaining about uh, being black and, you know, not being able to get a job and all this stuff. When Malcolm X and those dudes were getting water hosed and, and beat to a pulp with, 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 with billy clubs and pulled off of buses and stuff, can't even drink in water fountains. And I'm over here complaining because I, I got a dirty water fountain. You brought up Dave Robinson and what Donald Driver did in his interaction with him. Now, that's obviously a huge amount of disrespect. We all know that. But what I'm trying to get to here is the new generation of the NFL, they could be doing more for the people who came before them. I'm just trying to figure out what can they do? What's the other step that they can take to help the people who paved the way for them. It starts with character. They don't have character. They're lacking character. They're lacking accountability, right? They're lacking respect. And if they had any integrity, then they would be doing this on their own and not looking to see who's watching them give somebody something. This is all about doing what you're supposed to do when no one's looking. You just do what you have to do. And if you're not helping somebody, well, you better get your ass and get your head straight and go do something. Because guess what? Ultimately, if you're not doing something right, you're not right with the man upstairs. And I was going to say, like, if if it was me and I was out there playing and I was actually uh, taking these knees and I was, uh, you know, being political when it comes to the NFL and and going out here and and making a ruckus and all this to get more money and and not wanting to play and and going on strike and all this stuff, I would actually pull out the the individuals that paved the way and bring them on these these talk shows with me, walk up to the on the fifty yard line with me, because ESPN and I and and I'm not trying to say it like that actually did a. a uh, a cover of, on sports actually sports illustrated i'm sorry sports illustrated did a a magazine one time with all the old school hall of famers and all the guys that actually played and they had a book with each individual player from way back when the nfl first started all the way up to today and they had some of the guys that recently retired and they were talking about injuries and and how much finances they had they had Johnny Unitas and 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 uh the refrigerator Perry in there and all these guys with broken hands and health problems and concussions and all this stuff in there that actually had a great segment in that in that book that actually opened my eyes cuz I was actually playing at Washington State University at the time when that book came out and I was reading it and I'm like dang man like what you know? What is the NFL gonna do? That actually helped because some of the people that actually cared that are in the players' association and that are actually part of the NFL alumni made changes. You know, like that implemented and actually I think helped with the retirement years and the in the and the amount of retirement years that we actually have when they you know instead of six years it actually went down to three. So like I think situations like that can can actually help like this thing that Ezekiel Elliott's doing to 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 kind of negotiate his contract and what um you know Kaepernick Kaepernick is doing and stuff don't don't just 
you know, have everybody in the NFL, owners all the way to players frown upon you, capitalize on what you're doing. Make a point and make a point and actually do something about it. Pre-93, you would have never thought about an NFL player holding out because the amount of money back then wasn't at the amount now where they could hold out and get more money. Grand though, Zeke Elliott, he learned the holdout situation from his good old great and Emmett Smith. Okay, but wait a minute. This wasn't really about not enough money. What this was, it was about the NFL's business culture. It was about the business okay. climate. Go ahead. Okay. What I was going to get to is that holding out back then, I don't know if it was the respect, if it was the business culture, whatever that situation was, holding out from the old generation wouldn't would frown upon. You didn't do it. But nowadays, these players can hold out and they can ask for as much money as they please and they will get it every single time. No, it depends on the owner. Mm-hmm. If you have one of the old tra- tra- the old traditional owners, Look, it's Jerry not going to happen. Jerry Jones is going to give Zeke his money. He's going to do it because of all the outside pressure. The problem is it's the player that is holding the carrot over the fans, which really stinks. Now, I think that the ownership, said they should say, look, if you want to play for us, these are the terms and conditions. You signed, this is your deal, play the deal out, then we work a new deal. There is no renegotiating. We talked about this two days ago with the billionaire. He said the same damn thing. The owners have the position. The owners are the ones that write the paychecks. It's for the, the owners are the ones that make the game actually happen. And if the players don't want to play, fine, we'll go get someone else. It don't matter who we put out there. They can get replacement players they, they like they did on the players, strike. Even though they don't like them, it doesn't, it doesn't matter at all. Because once you put the hat on them, maybe the performance is off. But, hey, it just looks like a bunch of players to us. You, you ever seen that movie Gladiator? Yeah. Yes. You remember uh, Remember when Russell Crowe got, uh, got captured and he became a slave, remember? And he was fighting in the gladiatorium uh, coliseum. And the one guy said... Uh, uh, if we're going to we're going to Rome and you're going to fight and when you fight you can win your freedom Spaniard if you fight hard and you fight with, with, with honor and if you kill enough men we'll give you your freedom and that's kind of what's happening in this situation because it can go back and forth back and forth back and forth we can bring these guys that, like I was telling you in that Sports Illustrated, where you know they played their years, they didn't get their money that they needed or they wanted to. They didn't get you know fed when it came to their to their money, but they paved the way for these guys now. And what they're doing with what they're doing nowadays, they're holding out because based off of information that happened years ago, and it's not you know some of it isn't translating into today's market but at the same time they need to pay homage to those from back there but majority of these holdout and the money hungry situation was post 93 what we've been talking about is old versus new we're talking about the players that paved the way for these new generation to be able to do what they're doing right now. John, one final thought before we wrap up the show. We know about the injuries, the concussions, all of these life-threatening injuries that these old-timers have. Is there a foundation or is there a way that the new players, if they wanted to, out of their generosity, would be able to help out the players that were there before them? They should be able to put a percentage of their of their earnings in in a either in a, a, a trust that actually go to players health that actually can actually pave the way for some of those older generations that actually be able to pay for some of the health benefits that they do have and maybe have a, a pot that they can actually go into okay let me add one other thing to this so the players don't have to dip into their salaries because they never want to and if they want to put the onus back on the ownership, why don't they actually dip into the revenue split for the forthcoming money from the advertising money that's coming? This way, nobody has to take any technically out of their pocket, and everybody is satisfied, and the old guys get what they should get, almost some kind of a reasonable retirement program. John Riggins gets like 400 bucks a month, something like that. It's awful. Go ahead. Get us out of here. That is disrespectful, to say the least. You got, you got a minute. Give, wrap up your thoughts here. Thanks to Sal and thanks to John for being on the show. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly.
We are here Monday through Friday, weekdays at 10 p.m. I will see you next time. And make sure you go to thesportsangle.com to get all the information you need about the show. from Las Vegas with Mike and Ned. Thursday mornings at 10 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. USA Radio News with John Hunt. Chief Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has completed radiation therapy for a cancerous tumor on her pancreas, and there is currently no evidence of any disease remaining, according to the Supreme Court. The court said in a statement that a biopsy performed on July 31st confirmed a localized malignant tumor. Ginsburg, age 86, underwent a three-week course of radiation therapy and as part of her treatment had... The only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. <sighs> the only thing better than grinding all night for your side hustle is your roommate picking you up with Mickey D's breakfast. The perfect pickup deal. There's a deal for every morning at McDonald's. Right now, taste breakfast perfection when you get a warm and savory sausage McMuffin with egg for just $2.50. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal.